Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 and 7 say, And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. My name is Bryce Beale. I'm an elder here at Faith Bible Church. You probably know that. And who do I have with me today? Mike Schaus, also an elder here at Faith Bible Church. (laughs) Mike himself. Mike, thank you for being here. Today we are talking about the Bible and conversation. We have made it a point and will make it a point January, February, and March of this year, not just in this podcast, but in our teaching and other things at church, to be talking about the Bible. That's our focus And right now we want to talk about the Bible as it relates to conversation, just meaning talking, how we talk to each other. First point that we want to make, God didn't have to do this, but he made you to be a talking being. God has made us as humans to be talking beings. I suppose you could say communicating. Some people are mute and that's not any problem. We see this in Genesis Chapters 1 and 2 is interesting because it's all God talking. God says, let there be, and there is. And John 1 picks that up and speaks of the word, talking about Jesus. But it's also referring to the fact that God created by speaking. So God is a speaking God. But when you get to chapter 2, here we are, made in God's image, Adam. It's the first time that Adam talks. Verse 23, pop quiz Mike. Do you have a guess as to what the first words are recorded that man ever spoke in the Bible? I don't. I can't think of it. (laughs) No problem. It's the same thing you said in your own mind when Aaron walked down the aisle so many years ago. Yes, that's (laughs) That's right. right. That's That's exactly right. This is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman. So that's the first recorded words of man, and it seems natural that man would speak. We're used to that now. But it didn't have to be that way, but God made it that way. It's interesting because we talk a lot. It's such a common part of life. It's like breathing or walking that we don't think about it. People have probably heard of the study, supposedly, that was done that said that men typically use 7,000 words a day and women tend to use 20,000 words a day. That's in sermons. That preaches really well. Unfortunately, there was no study that we know of that actually said that. There was a pamphlet in 1993 on marriage that said that with no citation of uh, where that came from. So it does seem that women, women tend to speak more, but there are lots of exceptions to that. If we're looking for an actual study that we know happened, in 2007 there was a study, and again, you can't pinpoint exactly how much we talk because we're all so different. But this study in 2007 estimates that most people on average speak, men and women, 16,000 words a day with a very wide range of some of us speaking a few hundred and some speaking tens of thousands. That study also did indicate there is a difference with women and men. For example, women tend to speak more about relationships and men tend to speak more about sports, gadgets, and numbers, at least in the West. But if you think of that, 16,000 words a day for most of us, and I was trying to think, how do you even, how do you even think about how much you talk in a day? A 200-page book, a typical 200-page book runs like 60,000 words. 
And that would mean that most of us speak an entire book about every four days. Or another way to put it is about every two months, less than every two months, month and a half, we speak the whole Bible worth of words. That's a lot of words. <laughs> We're speaking all the time. We're talking all, I mean, literally, Mike and I are talking right now. <laughs> That's what a podcast is. It's talking. So in light of that very obvious, but fact worth stating, Mike, what are some reasons that come to your mind if God didn't have to make us talking, communicating beings, what are some of the reasons you think that he did that? Hmm. That's a good question. At the end of the night, when my wife and I were just sitting there on the couch and we're talking about like what happened that day, um, just things that are going on, you know, just that communication builds that love and that trust that we have for each other. And I think of just even with my children, you know, I, I hug them and kiss them, tell them I love them, but really just those words of affirmation about, you know, what they're doing in their life that I think is really good. And, you know, we just, we just need that. God's made us such a being that, you know, we need that affirmation through words, through communication and contact. It's like the relational aspect. Relationships don't work without words. Many guys have learned that <laughs> trying to have a relationship and not talking, it doesn't work. So yeah, that's probably, that would be like the essence of why God made us to communicate. He communicates so we can know him. He makes us communicate to know him. It's a good point. I want to narrow in, I guess, if that's the main reason God did that. I want to narrow in on one aspect of that, which is, okay, we talk, we conversate, and it's so we can have a relationship with each other and God. How does the Bible play into our talking? The Bible and talking. I want to give an Old Testament passage that speaks of speaking and God's word, the Bible in conversation, and then I want to turn to one New Testament passage that does the same. I think the key thing is that among the many reasons we talk, God made us to talk so that we can talk about his truth which he communicates to us in his word. So God made us to talk, and he wants us to talk about his word. Let me show you this. Here's Deuteronomy chapter 6 that I quoted earlier. And these words, that's the law of Moses, but progressive revelation means God was revealing his words over time to his people. And at every stage of history, God's people had the words they needed at that time. So these words, including the Mosaic law here, refer to God's word to his people Israel at that time. So there's a parallel to us in the Bible. And he says, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. And here's the command. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. The command is to teach and then he makes it specific here. You shall talk of them. Notice in this passage, in this command, this is not Moses commanding the elders of Israel. He's not speaking only to the leadership. He's speaking to all the people, all the people of Israel, greatest to the least of them, as the Old Testament would say. What we take away from that for ourselves is don't think it's the job only of pastors or priests or professionals or professors 
it's their job to talk about spiritual things. And if you're in a group, you expect the pastor's going to bring up spiritual stuff because he's the pastor. <laughs> Please don't make us do that all by ourselves. <laughs> this is everybody's job. This command is you, you shall, and the you is everybody. And notice too, it's not just talk about spiritual things, talk about these words in the Bible at church or small group for them in the temple. He gives exactly where he expects this to be obeyed. When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way outside of your house, when you lie down to go to sleep, when you rise up in the morning, in all of those circumstances, those are not in the temple, or for us, that's not a church, that's not necessarily at small group Bible studies, that's not at a time designated and set apart to let's talk about spiritual things now. There's no distinction here. It's Literally, while you're living your life, talk about the Bible. That's the command. And it's a command for you if you're a Christian. So that's the command in that passage. He also gives, I think, the way that we can obey this command without it just being some crushing burden where you feel guilty and, oh, I need to bring up the Bible to fill my quota. That's not the point because the beginning of the command is, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart, meaning very simply, you shall be thinking about them. It's like the first Psalm, verse 2, the blessed man on God's law meditates day and night when he lies down, when he rises up, when he walks by the way. So if you want to know how to talk about the Bible, it should ideally be something that's very organic where you are thinking all the time about God's word. You're trying to use it to make decisions. You're applying it to your own heart. You're using it to kill sin. You've memorized it. You're reading it. You're studying it. It's on your mind. You're listening to sermons. If that's you, it would be almost impossible for you not to be talking about the Bible fairly regularly because it's what you think about. It's kind of like the movie Encanto recently, which has been in the last three ice days on repeat in our house. <laughs> I just saw it for the first time. <laughs> Those songs will not leave my head. Oh, man. It's frozen, come back to life. <laughs> and um, But it does remind me, man, those songs being stuck in our head, how much more? When we're in the Word, it's whatever we're taking in. So it shall be on your heart. If God's Word's on your heart, then it's like those songs. It's just in there, and it wants to come out. Not that I want to sing in canto songs for anyone, but it's true of the Bible, though. I want to turn now to the New Testament to show that even now under the New Covenant, same kind of command is given that we talk about the Bible. Here's Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15. It's talking about the way believers all work together. We have different roles. Some are teachers and leaders, but they are just equipping everyone else. And he includes in that passage, speaking the truth in love, and that's not for the leaders, that's for everybody. We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Well, what is the truth? We only know it in the Bible. So this is a command that all of us for a healthy, functioning church, as believers, all of us have to be speaking the truth, not in cruel ways, not picketing funerals of soldiers. That is all baloney. But we are to be speaking the truth in love to each other and to others. Uh, later on in Ephesians 4, verse 29, another command to talk. It says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. So you can't build up others with your talk unless you're talking. So there is a command. And how do you 
know what to say to others as fits the occasion to give grace to those who hear. It's through God's word. It's through his truth, speaking the truth in love. So there's the command, just like in Deuteronomy 6. You shall be talking about these things. That's normal life as a Christian. And again, you have almost, I think, in that chapter, the way to do it. Chapter 4, verse 23. Be renewed in the spirit of your minds. You could say, these words shall be on your heart. As we are renewed in our minds, in our thinking, then our talking changes. And if your mind is being renewed by God's truth in his word, then you will talk about God's word. So there's Old Testament, New Testament to prove the one thing that we are trying to say on the podcast today, which is God created you to talk about the Bible. So go ahead and do it. In case that wasn't enough to convince, just very briefly, a few New Testament examples, Jesus himself. Think about Jesus. He was a carpenter. So those first 30 years of his life as he's working as a carpenter, I don't doubt that he talked a lot about whatever carpenters talk about, (laughs) nails and wood and stuff. So I don't doubt that he was talking about that. Otherwise, you can't work. So we can, you can, you should talk about your job, talk about other things. We're not saying don't ever do that. Jesus almost certainly did. But even at the age of 12, before his actual ministry, when we get the only words of Jesus we have from that time, he's saying things like, didn't you know I needed to be about my father's business? Even there, his speech is about God. He was asking questions and talking to the leadership in Jerusalem. So even there, his focus is God, as ours should be. And of course, during his ministry, what does Jesus talk the most about? God, the kingdom of God, future judgment, sin, salvation, the gospel, the needs of others, love, righteousness, etc. I'm not saying that we can't talk about sports. I'm not trying to be a post-Christmas Grinch or anything. You could, you can, if you know about sports, I don't know about sports. I have a group that meets on Sundays and I wrote them all yesterday to tell them that we'll still be meeting even though the Super Bowl is today. (laughs) So that's about how much I know about sports. It's next week. So you can talk about sports, but if we want to be like Jesus, that definitely was not what he talked a lot about. He talked about spiritual things, even practical things, but they were spiritual in nature. Paul in Acts 24, 25 follows his example with the leader Felix. It says that Paul reasoned about three things, righteousness, self-control, and coming judgment. So these should be things we're talking about. All right, enough of proving to you that you should talk about the Bible. Mike, if someone listens to this and says, I'm convinced I want to talk about the Bible, but that's just maybe not my thing. I'm not used to doing that. feel like maybe it'd be a little weird if I just started quoting Bible verses. <laughs> People are going to look at me funny. So how does someone in that situation start talking about the Bible? That's a good question. So I taught, or I should say I coached soccer for you know close to 20 years. And one of the things I always did was I would hire an assistant coach that was a believer, usually somebody from this church. And it wasn't so much that, you know, they knew a lot about soccer, which they normally did, but it was that we would have these organic conversations about church and it would spill over into the players. It was very easy, you know what I mean, to get that conversation with them. We'd be talking about like the sermon last week and a kid would ask us a question and we could go and explain it to him. 
just uh, this past week, Caleb Patton was telling me about a conversation he was having with a realtor, a believer, and uh, a guy used to go to church here, and they were having this good conversation. And then the guy leaves from that organic conversation, and Caleb, there was another realtor that was there talking with him. And so Caleb instantly had, you know, follows him in that conversation because this guy had questions about what they were talking about. So just that organic conversation. And that's a very good real life example. That wasn't even theory, that was real. That happened. This is true stuff. To add to that story, practical advice on talking about the Bible. That's always, like I said, being organic is always the best. If by organic you mean not trying to artificially make something unusual happen, (laughs) you know, uh, it's always best when things kind of naturally develop, especially if you're talking with unbelievers. True with believers as well. You hope this is so much a part of your mind that it just naturally leads along in the conversation so you're not interrupting what you're all talking about and throwing in the Bible and let's be spiritual now. So I do think that, just like for Caleb, he was able to enter into that conversation because he is spiritually minded, knows the Bible. So he's able to now speak from that spiritual mindedness. I think that's the key thing, probably, in terms of practical advice. I do want to add, though, that... We don't live in a world that's just ideal. So for some of us, if we wait for the perfect ideal moment to organically turn the conversation to the Bible, it might never happen. And that might be our fault because we just aren't organic or natural in conversation. <laughs> just kind of, I can tend to do that. It might be other people just aren't interested, whatever it is. So I do want to add that while the ideal is let's just make it a natural part of our conversation, that sometimes you're probably just going to have to do it and it's going to have to be artificial and people are going to feel like it's artificial maybe even and you're just going to have to be okay with that. It's better than not ever doing it. So let's aim for it being a natural part of conversation. But if it's not, pray about it. Pray the Lord gives you those openings. But it's kind of like with open doors and the Lord. Like the Lord does open doors. And then there are other doors where the Lord tells you to go open that door. And I think in conversation, that can be the case too. So the last little piece of practical advice is when you're talking about spiritual things, especially if it's newer to be talking about those things, don't feel like you need to talk about the hypostatic union and the inner workings of the imminent trinity or something incredibly complicated. I mean, I suppose you can if you want, but it'll probably work better if you just keep it very simple and practical. A great way to do this. Just yesterday, I was meeting with someone and I hadn't seen him for a while. He's a believer. And the very first question he asked me, he said, Bryce, how's your heart? And I thought, nobody ever asked that. <laughs> you know, unbelievers don't. But, you know, that's a great question. So then I knew he wanted to know with, before the Lord. I'll often ask somebody, like, how's your walk with the Lord? So that keeps it simple, keeps it practical. Brothers and sisters, let's make the Bible a key central part of our thought life and therefore of our conversation. Let's hope it's organic most of the time. Make it artificial when you need to because the essential thing is God commands you to talk about his word. You should think this way.